You are now tuned in to the real Coach JB Slapdick Podcast. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last. What up? What up? Coming to you, uh, Real Coach JB, man, on the Slapdick Podcast on this Sunday, August 9th, 2020, during another day of this fucked up pandemic. Um, be a shorter cast tonight, man. I'm getting ready to go do my little 90-day JB's Pillow Talk later on tonight on YouTube. So you guys get wind of this later on when I post this podcast. You can uh, follow me on on, uh, on my YouTube live and watch my 90-day. I hope I figured it out. Um Quote of the day, man. Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from hard work, desire, and dedication. Everybody wants a handout nowadays, man. Everyone wants something given to them. They don't want to work for shit. And it's become uh, it's become a joke, man. And, it, and, and I'm going to get into all that. But uh, happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from hard work, desire, and dedication. Go create your own happiness, man. Go go hustle and grind. Make your own uh, make your own way, man. Doing it the, the the right way. Toughen your skin up. Get some calluses on your fucking hands, man. That's what my dad used to tell me. I said my hands were too soft when I was little. His ass used to fucking make me grind. Listen, the name of this show, man. The the title of this show is gonna be titled "Waste of Paper and Ink," and you'll understand what I mean. Uh, I'm gonna get into. Uh, how in-class education is uh, very fucking overrated and is the piece of paper, diploma, etc. that uh, it's printed on. Is it really most, is it the most overrated piece of paper and waste of ink ever invented? That's what it, I think it is. I'm going to get into why it is. You know, we can talk about how fucking shitty in-class education really is. Um you know, how many fucking, you know, what's America's, uh, what is America's fucking single most, what are all of us a single most debt in the United States, Americans, is student loans, credit cards. I mean, it's unbelievable. Student loans and credit cards. So both of those things are kind of tied in hand in hand, man. And I don't know. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to get into it. Um, you know. There's no investment by the person. There's no real-life skills being taught. There's nothing tangible worth sitting in someone's class who don't even want to be in front of you anyway. So why the fuck are we going to class, in class? So I'm going to talk about it. Um, I, I dare anybody. I'm on YouTube Live. You guys shoot some questions at me. I'll answer them during the show. But you guys can, if anyone on YouTube Live can tell me one fucking thing you learned in high school that is relevant to you right now making money, please let me know. Be honest, too. Be honest. Don't say two plus two equals four. And Nah, be honest and tell me, um, you know, because, uh, you know, there's this thing out there. High school graduates make $1 million more per their, in their career or during their life than a guy with no diploma. Man. I think that's from the 20s. I don't believe that shit has any relevance anymore because to me, we need more trades, more entrepreneurship. 
We need a lot more fucking hands-on, experience-based trade skill sets out there than we do uh, learning about some bullshit history class that ain't even fucking true um, by a teacher who punches in a clock and wants to understand why fucking... Why 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 does teacher don't answer my call? Why she don't answer my email at ten o'clock at night? Because they don't give a fuck. Coaches, like I always say, are the only ones that are open twenty four seven three sixty five. A good coach, anyway. These teachers don't give a fuck, man. Um. So now Brandon uh, Harbin on here. He said that uh, math helped him um be a finance manager. Well, that's that's a specific, uh, very specific and 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 downright uh, you know finite skill set that you. I still bet Brandon was born coming out the womb smarter in math than I fucking was, and I'm gonna be honest with you. So a great coach used to tell me, "It is a you problem, not a me problem." The little Asian dude. No offense to Asians, but. Little fucking Asian kids used to come in and take a test in math class and fucking knock out and, and pass the test. And I said, man, you study? He's like, no. He got an 89. I studied for two fucking weeks and I got a 60. Some people get math. Some people get English. Some people are better writers. Some people are born with better shit. I'm just being honest. So that's just me. That's just what I think. I think it's a you problem that you studied all night and he got a better grade than you and he didn't study at all. And I just think that's something that uh, kind of that it factor. So everybody has their strengths and weaknesses. And I just think math is one of those things. I'm horrible at math, bro. I'm just telling you. Um, So I'm going to get into is this a real waste of paper and ink? Um, And that's the name of this deal. But listen, uh, the Mac conference canceled. Um, because once again, like I said the other day, um, it's going to cost the Mac money to play a season. Just so everybody understands out there, the Mac will have to lose money. They're going to lose money if they play the season. Number one, all the power five schools drop the Mac. So Michigan's not playing Toledo this year. Ohio state's not playing Akron this year. Miami of Ohio's not playing Illinois. So they've lost millions in those Power 5 opponents. So it makes no sense to play. Um, they're going to actually lose money because they don't get the same gate, the same, you know, uh, the same um, fan base. They don't get that those tickets, the season ticket holders. They're not getting all that shit, man, that in Michigan fills up 100000 and Penn State and all that. So they're going to lose money trying to play games. So the MAC conference dropped. I think that's going to just start this domino effect. And because like I said last podcast, how can one level not play and how can another level play? Like it doesn't make sense. You can't not have D2 and D3 and still have Power 5 and then tell us it's about health. So shut the shit up. We all know what you are, NCAA. You're a bunch of fucking... Meat market, fuck you, you. You treat these kids as pieces of meat in, in a meat market, and you know you guys are the piece of meat. You're the you're the meat market, and so we want to make sure that we understand. Um, so kudos to the Mac Conference, man. They had the nuts to at least say, you know what, 
we're not going to try to alter our schedule. We're going to go fucking play. We're not going to play. So um, today, on Sunday, today's the ninth. there was an emergency meeting just hours ago. So, so people that don't know, I, I know because a friend of mine is on one of these committees. The Power Five presidents and AD met today. Um, they met today on basically not having football. So just like I've been telling you guys, ladies and gentlemen, I've been saying it. How can one level be canceled and not another? The NCAA will dig a deeper and deeper hole if they play Power 5 football only. Just saying. We already know what they want to do and how they treat these babies, so fuck it. Um, I think they're getting too much heat, and I think they would be a huge liability in how risky it's going to be for the NCAA to try to play a season, just Power 5 only, because they know billions of dollars are at risk of losing and then we got to, and then these kids get sick and die. If someone dies from COVID, you imagine the lawsuit and the, all the sports law, law, lawyers out there, and all you guys would be salivating over lawsuits to the NCAA. I think it could be the end of the NCAA as we know it. So I don't think they're going to risk it, being honest. High school football is on a verge of literally shutting down nationwide. All right. Jason Durham on YouTube, I'll get to you. Uh, Alex Irwin, I'll get to you as well. I'm just talking these hot topics right now before I get into my meat and potatoes. High school football is on verge of shutdown, all right? But yet, the country, country nationwide, we are having, a, we are having these fucking camps with 400 kids across America. We're having these seven-on-seven seven leagues, tournaments, leagues, AAU basketball is across the country right now traveling. My, my buddy's traveling from L.A. to Denver today to play AAU basketball. So I'm just wondering if that shit was stopped, would it have helped? Because all these so-called fucking QB gurus and fucking meat markets that we call camps, where these slapdick so-called trainers and personal trainers and all these... By the way, FYI, 99% of these dudes coach and teach horrible habits and technique along with wasting all these kids' money and parents. Furthermore, it proves to me that you have no fucking investment in your kids because, number one, you can't even teach them how to respect an elder... A little less, you have no investment in them because you're letting them pay money out of their pocket to go to swinging dick, slap dick camp that where he gets taught everything the wrong way. And he's being told everything the wrong way. How not to do shit is what he's being taught. And yet you're sending them there wasting your own money. That just, just proves to me. But we're having these camps, fellas, nationwide. And... Nobody's shut that shit down. So it's just crazy to me. And we're having 400 kids, no masks, no none of that shit. There's 400 kids out there, and they're having seven-on-sevens, horrible fucking camps. And what are you doing a camp for if you can't even have a fucking football season where you need the film to get a scholarship? Why are you at a camp? You're not even going to have a season. But get what? But COVID breaks out, and you have all this drama. Man, it's unbelievable. The Mac's canceled already. 
So like I said, watch dominoes fall. And then baseball, like I've been saying, will fucking fold. And then watch the NFL will fold because they've already had 80 opt-outs. 80 fucking NFL players have opted out. So, Hawk Rocker, see? His kid went to a camp, said he could have learned everything at home with me. I've been telling you people for I don't know how long, quit going to these fucking camps. First of all, you don't even know who the coaches are. Number two, you don't even, you've never heard of these trainers. They have no reputable fucking background. They have no fucking resume. If I ever had my son or daughter go to a camp, I'm going to get a resume from this fuck and I'm going to see where it fuck. And, I, and I'm trying to be, speak on layman's terms. I'm trying to act like I'm not a coach. So I'm acting like I don't know shit, but dog, find out who is fucking coaching and teaching your kids before you just send them out there to be cool and kick it with the homies. Because that's what it is, man. It's crazy. Don't do that shit. So, it's crazy to me all this shit's going on, man. I, I don't get it. Um, it's just unbelievable, man. <laughs> yeah, it's money first, man. I agree. So, I posted a tweet, man. Um, I posted a tweet in an Instagram post. Um if you guys saw it, about how soft we have become. And, and I got mostly agreeable texts back and tweets back. But some haters, of course, talk shit. And one guy said, maybe it's us. Maybe it's us. Maybe it's me, he was saying. Um, and that we demand or expect too much. Any old school heads out there that saw my tweet, um, and I talked about how cowardly motherfuckers have become hiding behind a keyboard. And back in the day, they used to have to catch someone's fade and uh and and tell him face to face how they thought nowadays you tell him on tweet nobody knows who you are you're a fake person on there all kind of shit right and i believe that's really helped these kids enable these kids to be as soft as we are as a society but anyway i posted it this dude said it's because of (laughs) this motherfucker said it's us because we expect and demand too much and I said, holy fuck, isn't that the reason that I posted that? That's the fucking reason I posted that shit. We demand and we expect too much. Because you guys don't expect or don't demand shit. You guys want everything handed to you. And you're all fucking soft and enabled, coddled fucks. And you just want everything handed to you without you ever busting a grape in a fruit fight. You have no calluses on your hands. And you think that Clean nails is how you fucking provide for your family. Nah, keeping your nails clean ain't. I've never. I always. I've never had nails. I used to pick the shit all the way out because they'd be so fucking dirty and shit. But that's just a whole nother ball game. So, if you guys saw that man, it's it's just funny to me how soft these cats are. But I don't know. Just crazy. But um, I was talking about this whole thing, man, and that's the reason I t- posted the tweet how soft we become, but I don't know. I told him, you don't don't get it, man. You guys want everything handed to you. And it's, it's, it's crazy to me. Um, they can't work for shit and, and be, you know, honest. I mean, it's crazy. But anyway, going to this education, man, this education in class education just isn't working out, uh, so well, I'm just going to be honest with you. And I'm going to talk some harsh realities here and I'm going to, I'm going to be honest and talk some truth on this thing. And uh, some people are going to be mad, especially if there's some educators out there that I know are going to be pissed at me 
But you know me. I got to be honest and tell the truth. So this is the deal. All right. In class, in class teachings have been bad for years. We all know it. I can't tell you one thing I learned in high school. Not one fucking thing. I, t- I could teach you how to stay home and ditch class and become, behind, become so far behind academically. My boy Albert Lopez on, the sh- on YouTube will tell you that I had to go to continuation school to make up credits to come back to my high school and graduate after football season because I was so behind. So, and I did it rather easily. It's not very hard. Sit in class, talk to the teacher, build a relationship. I tell all these kids that. That's why I teach my kids this because I learned this the hard way. But, you know, you go to this school and you you find out that the shit they're teaching you or trying to make you learn is not even real shit, number one. Number two, there's nothing tangible that you take from those classes except for my man that's a fucking finance advisor maybe that learned some math that he may not have known. Um, He probably would have learned that math later on after high school, to be honest, but that's a whole other discussion. Uh, you don't learn anything that you can take from there to make actual money in high school. I'm just telling you. And now I'm going to go further, step further. I didn't learn nothing in high school, junior college or college. Nothing that I did not know already. Number one, which was basically common sense that I already had, which I call the it factor. Now I'm not saying everybody has that and everybody don't need it, but you can't sit here and tell me that we learn so much in high school and in, 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 in the class that this fucking pay, piece of paper we get a diploma printed on ain't worth basically just the, the paper it's worth. We could wipe our ass with that piece of paper. I'm just being honest with you. That paper ain't worth shit. I'm going to be honest. I, if I could show you, I got a wall full of degrees. I got an AA, I got a BA, I got two master's degrees. I'm working on another credential right now. I've earned two I've earned two master's degrees online. And they've literally been the same. I'm sorry. I I've earned one master's degree online, one in class. I learned nothing from either. And I basically slid through both of them by just doing enough to get through it. And you know what? If you bullshit a teacher well enough, they don't give a fuck. They're getting paid the same if you pass it or fail it. And I'm going to be honest, they don't want you to fail those classes because they, they look bad and they don't get the next round of students. So that's their money. That's their bread and butter. And these online fucking master's degree programs, I'm being honest with you, and I might be ruffling feathers, they're the biggest scam the biggest fucking overrated fucking student loan waste of money that you can ever fucking put your kid through or go through yourself. If you're older now and you're trying to get a degree, the degree you may need for your craft. I got them because I always want to make sure I have a safe haven. I want to make sure I have something to fall back on. So why not? I'm not doing shit right now. I'm going to go get some degrees. Why not? Right. But I'm telling you, I've been telling my kids this for years, my players. Play the game because I'm telling you, I didn't learn a fucking thing. I got a master's degree online in 10 months. 
I couldn't tell you one thing I've done. And I just finished that thing not too long ago. I couldn't tell you any fucking thing that I learned in there. Everything that was in that deal that I wrote about, I already knew. And I got literally A's and B's. And I couldn't tell you one fucking thing that I learned in there. And guess what? I'm $20,000 poor. And that's all they care about, man. As long as they're accredited and they have an accreditation that says they can give you a piece of paper and waste all the ink in the world on it, that's all they care about. They're not, don't give a fuck what you learned. This is a hands-on experience-based life we live, period. I'm just being straight up. You have to be fucking hands-on experience-based. I have all these degrees, and I'm just telling you straight up. I learned everything I've ever done in any job because of what I learned on the job, not before the job. I didn't learn shit before the job. I learned it all on the job, on the job training. So I'm just telling you, our youth needs more fucking skills or some trades, some more fucking entrepreneurship, learning how to do real world shit because this history and English shit ain't getting it done. There's more dropouts now than ever. There's less participation in class and in athletics at the high school level than ever before, especially in California. So you can't sit here and tell me that in-class education is thriving and our kids are learning so much because these teachers have no investment in that kid. Because if they did, kids wouldn't be throwing erasers at them, slapping teachers, fighting teachers, disrespecting them the way they are because we never went through that. We never did that to our teachers. Even though we knew they were halfway full of shit, we were a little bit, you know, we had, we feared our parents when we came home. Um, obviously these young kids don't, but, um, I don't know. It's just a different ball game. One second. Let me let my dogs out. But like I said, it's the most biggest waste of uh, money and time, I think, in the world is, 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 is fucking in-class education. Now, who knows? We might be all virtual online platform anyway. So, I don't know. This life is not based on intellect. I'm just going to be honest with you. It's how you treat folks, how you interact, respect, listen, work, grind, appreciate, say please and thank you. And I'm going to be honest. I'm going to get into this. I'm going to tell you straight up, if I get another kid that asks for my help on a DM message on Instagram and he addresses me by saying, yo, man, hey, man, that's just shows me. Number one, your parents ain't shit. They didn't teach you shit. Because if I ever saw my kid address an adult, even if it was a fucking dude, you never knew. 
by saying, hey, man, yo, whatever. I would have slapped the shit out of them or I would have got slapped, right? Obviously, our kids don't have that fear anymore by their parents. But I get all these yo's, hey, man's. And these are 16-year-old kids. So I really am teaching all day long on DMs. I'm just telling you. I get thousands of DMs. And I, te- and I send them back. I said, first of all, do you address every person that you want for help from by yo and hey? and so, Oh, sorry, coach. I didn't. So they know better. But they get away with what they could get away with. Because nobody holds them to the f- count. Nobody holds them accountable. And that's just proving my point about this generation. The kids are doing what they can do and get away with, and there's no accountability. And that's the coach's fault and the parent's fault, not the kid's fault. Let's be honest. I want to be real with this. We have allowed it. We haven't coached it. I've been saying this. You either coach it or you allow it. There is no fucking gray area. We're allowing it like no other. Like this generation is being has been allowed to do every fucking thing. And to be honest, man, I got a little story. Today, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking planting palm trees in my backyard, all right? I'm from Cali. I am Cali. From Cali. Palm trees are Cali. So I'm putting some palm trees in my backyard. Take my mom with me. We go shopping for them. So we, we get the trees at a nursery. We go to Lowe's to get some fucking soil and some other shit. And then I get, I'm staying in my backyard patio. So I go get some stain from Lowe's. So I got four gallons of stain that we had made, the color I wanted. And then two clear coat gallons. And that's six gallons, right? So my mom's telling this lady ringing us up that she, over, she, she scanned us too many times. So this lady, young kid, not very young, but probably 25, she said, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. And I'm sitting there looking. I'm like, all right. But she was kind of rude and kind of acted like she knew everything. And it's kind of funny. That's kind of how this fucking generation is, to be honest. And she's sitting there kind of rude. And I'm just looking. We got mask on, of course. And I'm trying to be nice. I'm, like, I'm looking at my mom like, mom, chill out. You know, I don't want to cuss somebody out in Lowe's. So... <sighs> Sure enough, man. Sure as fucking shit, man. We get to the car. We're pulling, pushing the car to the car. Check the receipt. She overcharges by two. My mom's like looking at me like my mom knew this shit. And I'm like, fuck me, man. I go in there. She was so worried about going on lunch break, number one. So there's no fucking work ethic to do the shit you're supposed to do before you get to go on lunch break. Number two, she knew every fucking thing. She was combative with my mom. She knew everything. And first of all, where I grew up, customer's always right. I don't give a fuck if you're a customer service rep or just a human rep. The person you're talking to is right until there's a beef, right? Unless you know you're wrong. So I walk in pissed off, and I go right to the manager, the guy that was sitting next to us when we were there. And I said, listen, your girl was so fucking worried about going on lunch that she would refuse to listen. We knew she overcharged us. And we basically paid about $50, $70 more fucking for two gallons of paint because you refused to listen. And she was fucking almost retarded and didn't want to listen. I know I can't say that word, but that's how she acted. But, you know, it doesn't even really matter, man. 
You're telling me that in-class education helped this fucking girl? Now, she ain't no account manager, my boy on YouTube. This motherfucker is going to work at Lowe's forever because nobody's helped her. She's been over-fucking-priced in education, and she doesn't understand that this world's built on hands-on, experience-based, common sense, caring for others, treating others the right way type of life. Not a fucking high school education. Just telling you. So my mom's hungry. I don't eat fast food. As fat as I am, I I look like I do. I don't. I hate the shit. We drive to Carl's Jr. I should have known because there was not one fucking car in the fucking drive-thru. She wanted something to drink and a burger. So we go through there. And this guy, the same age bracket. Motherfucker, man. We got a cold-ass burger. The cheese wasn't melted. My mom was like, holy shit, it's horrible. And then... She wanted salt. The motherfucker had no idea about anything he was doing. He told us to go drive around and wait in the front for two cold burgers when there was not one motherfucker in the drive-thru. So I said, well, listen, man, there's nobody here. I just sit right here. There's literally nobody in your, in your drive-thru. He's like, oh, no, but, you know, it could be, it, get, it might get crowded. I said, bro, there's nobody coming here. We, I can see. There's nobody coming. Again, man, we got these cats out here, man, that just aren't very bright. And I'm sorry, high school education uh, instructors, you guys aren't doing a great job, A. Or B, these kids have no fucking clue what they're doing. Or C, they don't give a fuck about being in your classroom, obviously, because you have no investment in them and you refuse to teach them. So teaching is actually loving and caring on these motherfuckers. But... They don't, it's not fucking giving you a grade because the grade is full of bullshit. Most of these teachers Google the assignments any fucking way. They're not out there teaching raw materials. So I just want to make sure you understand that shit. Um, I got to be real. I mean, hands on is what it's going to be in the future. I'm just going to be honest because I don't see this fucking video game life really making money, supporting families. Frankly, just not, just not being dumb um, as the two people I ran into today. I'm just being honest. Uh, but anyway, um, I don't know, man. It's crazy. But education, man, as overrated as it is, like I said, I don't believe this world and this life we live is based on intellect. I just don't believe it is. Um, I believe it's all about how you treat people and so forth. And... I got to teach kids how to DM me. I mean, that's how bad it is because they're not being taught that by their coaches or teachers. So to me, you address a coach the same way you address the doctor by fucking doctor or coach before his name or her name, period. That is not the way it is no more, man. I hear kids telling their coaches. I hear kids talking to their coaches right now in this day and age by first name. This motherfucker, 15-year-old kid, addresses his coach by his first fucking name, and the coach didn't say or do anything. Man, I almost lost my shit, and I'm not even, I was a visitor. That's why I got to check, I got to chill out and stay low, man. I'm just being honest. Um, but the doctor earned that fucking right to have his name called doctor, and the coach earned that right to be called coach. And, you know, I made all my assistant coaches call each other by the name coach 
because it was a common courtesy and it was respectful and respect given is respect earned. And that's just what it is. But we don't live that way no more, man. And I'm going to get into this education thing more because this is what it is. It's a waste of fucking paper and ink. I had all these kids in India and I used to read their papers and coaches out there. If you're not reading and proofreading your kids assignments, you are failing them, period. Whether you do it, your assistants do it. First of all, coaches, head coaches, having your assistants proofread your kids work is a great teacher teaching tool to teach your coaches, your assistants how to build relationships. Because I used to sit my coaches with kids two, three, four in the morning in the, in the office and great, great kids work, read their papers, help them with papers because those you got your young coaches that need the same fucking work your kids need. Just throwing it out there. So have their ass build a relationship by helping them do work. And I used to read certain players shit, okay? Mostly the good players. And I'm going to read their paper. And I'm reading a fucking full-on midterm, an essay that has LOL, SMH, WTF, OMG, all these fucking abbreviations are in this, literally in this paper, in this fucking paragraph. And I'm like, holy shit. But that's what we learned in high school. That's what our kids learn. What do you mean? Why are you shocked? We learned that in in-class education. Because they text it and they tweet it and it's all abbreviated. And that you think it was going to be different on an on a essay? So they're just going to flip the switch and write like a fucking English major now? No, they learn how to text and tweet with abbreviations. So they're going to write an essay with abbreviations. And you want to, the teacher then calls them dumb. This is what a college professor calls my kids. They call them dumb and unwilling to take notes and unwilling to blah, 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 and unwilling to do this and unwilling to do that. So I called out the teachers and I said, no, you're unwilling to be what's called a teacher. Coaches, first of all, are teachers and teachers need to be coaches and they don't understand it. They don't want to hear that. But Richard Sherman didn't come out the womb learning how to fuck, knowing how to catch a football or knowing how to backpedal or run a route. Someone taught him. We have to teach the kids how to take notes. We have to teach them that you don't abbreviate the same words on a text message as you do in an essay. But guess what? The teachers don't do that because they clock in, clock out, go home, shut their phones off, shut their phones off to the world, and now those kids are out there still struggling because they didn't learn shit in your class. So anyway, young people, it's not your fault. It's your parents' fault. It's your, te- it's your coach's fault, and it's your teacher's fault. So I just want to make sure you understand. So keep an open mind, young folks, because if there was more coaches and parents out there like me that were more honest and taught them real-life shit, we wouldn't have essays written with LOL, SMH, WTF, OMG, et cetera, et cetera. I've seen it. I've seen it. I know it. I know texting, tweeting, and such has impaired writing skills and learning. So adapt as educators or do something else adapt as coaches or do something else because if you don't learn these kids adapt to them build relationship with them this piece of paper on this diploma is the most overrated fucking piece of paper and ink ever printed in life i promise you man 
it is really overrated. Um, so, just telling you. Now, listen, the NFL has allowed the refs to opt out as of yesterday. So, America is, uh, is already on a referee shortage for all you guys out there that don't know that um, the referees are really... People are really, really looking for referees at all levels. And goes starts at the youth level, and it goes to high school, college, junior college, etc. There's so many refs needed, right? And uh, the ref, the NFL just offered the refs a uh, opt out. So Wednesday, I'm going to bring in a college referee, the head of college referees. I'm having on the show, and it's really interesting to me because I brought up the topic. He thought it was a great topic, so he 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 said he'll come on. And uh, I'm going to talk about it a little bit right now, but it, we already have a referee shortage. So if the NFL refs opt out, what referees are going to ref the NFL games this year? They're going to be called scab refs, right? Where are the scab refs going to come from? They're going to come from college, right? Who's going to replace those college refs? They'll come from junior college, right? Who's going to replace those junior college refs? They're going to come from high school, right? High school and junior college already share refs. But if there's a shortage of high school refs and youth refs, where are they going to keep coming from? So we're going to talk about that with the head referee on Wednesday, uh, a man named Craig Helser, great dude, uh, actually from Kansas. <clears throat> um, long story, we'll get to it on Wednesday about him. But anyway, the referee situation to me has even made NFL – and college football more interesting and proves to me more and more and more each day that we may not have football this fall, fellas. I'm just telling you. I don't believe it's going to happen. I believe we're, we're, we're pissing up a rope and pissing into the wind and whatever you want to say. I don't believe we're going to have a football season. I think there's too much. I think the risk outweighs the reward 100-fold, and I don't believe we can have a season. I'm just telling you. Now, I'm going to get into this spring season. Everybody wants to play spring football, all right? Now, I'm going to tell you why I'm against it. So, we're going to play spring of 21, all right? 2021, we're going to have a spring football season in high school. First of all, in California, possibly can happen. We're so soft here, though, our youth is so soft in California, they'll bitch about that too. And, and 50 degrees will be too cold. Well, go to Green Bay, motherfucker. Go to Kansas. Go to fucking Indianapolis. Go to fucking Dakotas and Montana and play high school football in January. You have no idea what fucking cold weather is, okay? So don't bitch about playing in January, California high school kids. Number one, California, Florida, Georgia, maybe Carolinas will be Texas. You'll Will it be you know, okay to play in January, right? The rest of the country's fucked. You can't play in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, New York in the fucking January. I mean, you're going to put high school kids in that through that weather. I'm all for it. I would do it, but they're not going to do it. But that's not the, the, that's not the ingredient that I'm, that I'm fighting. The, the key ingredient in this whole thing is you're going to ask college kids to play 20 plus games in a six to eight month span. Because you're going to play in spring of 21, take a few months off, come right back into summer ball camp, and play your normal fall 21. I don't believe it's healthy. This isn't baseball, basketball, fucking golf, all right? You can't 
That's why they only play 10 games in a season. That's why they don't play 82 games of football. You can't wear 20 pounds of gear, head knock each other every fucking down, and then play another season six months later. That's why you have off-season, the spring ball, and winter conditioning, and all these different time slots. You're not going to be able to play two seasons in a year, in a calendar year. I think it's, I think that football is going to, I think we're, we're fucking hoping and dreaming. And like I used to say, wish in one hand, shit in the other one, see what fills up first. I don't believe we're going to have a season. And I believe if we do, we're making a mistake. And I'm the biggest football pro- proponent there is. And I, I've been saying this whole time, we need to have football and sports. But right now, the babies are first. They're the ones at risk out here. They're not making millions of dollars. So they're not being paid this year yet. I mean, it's not worth it if they were. So the NFL guys, these rookies, second, third year guys, they're going to make money. Uh, They're going to play because they have to have the money. The veterans, you see, 80 veterans have opted out. 80. They're like, fuck this. I'm not playing. Some guys retire. Talk about retirement. So... Real quick, to I got a person on YouTube. I'm going to get to you guys' questions. Uh, Alex Irwin, you know, you keep bringing up the NIA. I just want to make sure you know. I haven't read your stuff yet. Um, but, you know, NCAA and the NIA are two separate entities. They're not even con- – they're not the same people at all, right? NAIA, NAIA, everybody can play NAIA. Just so you know, when I was in college, we played an NAI team that could have beat the fucking University of Tennessee. They were loaded, and most of the team, most of the team already had played D1 multiple years. Uh, they were like 25, 30 years old. You don't need fucking grades. You don't need GPA. You can play NAA. It's almost damn near semi-pro, but they're really good players. They're not like semi-pro where they're a bunch of 40-year-old fucking has-beens. So NAIA has no rules, really. So... I haven't read your shit, but I'm going to get into it. Um, but NAI is a completely different beast um, when it comes to this whole deal. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I say this is my thing, okay? First of all, if you have two seasons in one year, how many scholarships are going to be allowed by each Division One? How many scholarships do they have to give out? Number one, nobody's going to know that. It's going to be a mathematical fucking impossibility almost how many scholarships are going to be given how much money is going to be given out how many early grad kids can you bring in from high school now there's no high school so how many so are you risking to taking an early grad kid are you going to go after more juco kids there's too much out there that's unknown There are unknown variables to me and i don't believe you can have a football season or two, let alone two in one calendar year. My suggestion, and it doesn't mean anything, you can wipe your ass with my suggestion just like you can with that diploma. I don't think you should play at all in 2020 and come back fall of 21 and start this whole thing over, man. Clean slate. Give their kids an extra year of eligibility, if so be it. You'll have better college football, in my opinion, because you're going to have older kids playing each other. Especially imagine Alabama and LSU playing at 22-year-olds compared to 21-year-olds. I'm just telling you, the quality of football is tenfold, and you're going to get a lot better, fully grown, faster, stronger kid. And 
People haven't talked about that, but I'm just going to be honest. That's what I think. Take the year off, man. Let there be whatever vaccination. If so, if, if, if I wouldn't take one, but if people are going to do them, so be it. Or if the election proves to sh- fucking make this thing disappear, whatever, whatever conspiracy theorist you are and whatever conspiracy theory you're following or whatever your beliefs are, listen, play in 21, man. Let's get back to normal. Don't force seasons down our throat. Even though we need it as a country, we need sports, and probably we need football more than any sport. You're putting these kids at risk, man. There's, these kids are, are, are who makes the game, and I, w- I couldn't coach or be on part of something that if a kid died of this thing, how, how the hell are you going to look at yourself in the mirror? NCAA definitely shouldn't look at themselves in the mirror. Uh, they can't look at themselves in the mirror if, if kids die from this while they're trying to play. So that's just what I'm – that's just my thing. Um, I just don't think, I don't believe you should have a season at all in 2020 and just start over in 21. That's my opinion, but, uh, and I'm sticking to it, man. This, this show is brought to you by Manscaped, man. Live sports are back. Uh, shit. It's very possible that we may see an NBA playoff matchup between the Clippers and the Nuggets. Men, all your women out there are hoping that you clip your fucking Nuggets and use Manscaped and... They are here to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience, just so you understand. Women, I know you are out there begging your man to shave their balls. Men, go shave your shit. 20% off, all you guys and women, if you want to go get your man some Manscaped, I'll give you 20% off and free shipping if you use my code, SLAPDICK, at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SLAPDICK. Take your grooming game to the next level. So, yeah, I don't see a season happening. I don't think we should have a season. Uh, I actually talked to a friend of mine, uh, one of a kid that uh, I'm close with, plays for the Raiders. <clears throat> we were talking. I won't say no names, but uh, he, he got some of my whiskey and cigars. He, he just like, Coach, I don't know if we're going to get a season either, man. And I actually talked to a GM friend of mine. In the league, they see it being doubtful, man, and, and, and it's a trickle down. The MAC canceled football. Now, the Power Five presidents and ADs have an emergency meeting today, August 9th, about possibly not playing football. What's next? The NFL possibly not playing football. That That's just going to – they've already said no, no crowds. So, I don't know. I think the bubble in basketball has been great. I think basketball players growing up learned how to play without crowds. They played in pickup games. They played one-on-one, three-on-three, five-on-five in the park. They didn't have crowds. You can play basketball without crowds. Um, baseball, I think you can play baseball without crowds. We all grew up playing over the line and different shit like that. Probably focus better. I don't know. Golf. Even though you want the crowd, I don't think I think golf scores have been better. They said I, I was reading something said golf scores have been better without the crowd. Football, you need a crowd. You have to have a crowd in football. Not only is the crowd your twelfth man, it is the ultimate home team's great ad, fucking help and huge advantage. 
maker. That's what it, the difference is. It's a huge difference maker being at home in a football game compared to on the road. It will be no different. You might as well play flag football in the park if there's no crowd in football. Because when the quarterback gets rocked and gets sacked and you hear no crowd noise, it does nothing, nothing for the next down for that team. There is no advantage gained. There's no momentum swing. The very next play, the quarterback may fucking lock and load and throw a 90-yard touchdown because that crowd could have been the the deterrent and the fucking factor and the next down. And that's usually what happens. It ain't that down. It's the next down. Why do you think coaches always preach about the next down? Live and learn. Let's live to fight another down. Let's play another down. Don't, don't throw a pick. Throw it away in the red zone. Let's live to fight another down. You may not have the other down because there's no crowd noise to even fucking work. Why play away games? Like, it doesn't even make sense. You might as well bubble that up, too, and play in one place. But you can't bubble up football. There's too many numbers involved. So I don't see us having a football season, man. I'm just being honest. I'm being devil's advocate. I hate to do this. I think the NFL will try to play, though. Obviously, there's professionals. They're older. uh, uh, You know, all that shit. I don't see how they get away with it. I don't see how it. I don't think they're going to be able to play a full season. I'm just telling you. Unless, like I said, November happens. Election happens. And boom, back and vaccines are out, and fucking uh, the COVID drops, and fu- it disappeared, and all this shit. Who knows what's gonna happen, man? But this is just my Sunday rant, man. I'm just talking today, uh, no real rhyme or reason about this show. I just wanted to talk about this fucking overrated ed- education that everyone thinks is so great. Um, but I don't know. So you know, there's more billionaires without a degree than there are with a degree. I was just looking that shit up. Billionaires, just throwing that out there. Self-made billionaires that have no degree. Think about that. But we don't want to give more trades and more fucking entrepreneur programs, and we don't want to fucking, man, put cats in fucking uh, whatever, ITT or fucking one of those fucking deals. I'd rather teach them how to weld or go straight into construction because, shit, construction's always going to be needed. But quit telling them lies about history. That's what you're doing. You're teaching them lies. I'm going to be honest with you. Straight lies. But anyway, spring football in 21, I think, I mean, uh, fall football in 21 should happen, not spring of 21. I think you cannot, I don't think you can have two seasons, man. And uh, I just don't get it. So who cares? Um, I'm going to go into some of these YouTube uh, deals. Some of these questions, man. Uh, appreciate you guys sticking around. Um, like I said, I will be doing a 90-day fiancé outside tonight on YouTube Live. So stay tuned. You will. I'm going to try my laptop out there instead of my phone. Um, who is that? Ari Redknapp. What's your name? Redcap. Redknapp. Whatever it is. You got a question. What's up? Oh, what were my secrets at Cabrillo? Man, you know what? I don't have any secrets, brother. I'm just an honest, real cat. And uh, I've always been the best recruiter in the country. And that that was for high school, too, man. Um, You know, hey, being honest and genuine and caring for kids, word gets out. Because you know who your best recruiters are? 
your players. So players go to a camp with 400 motherfuckers, and guess what? They talk about your coach and how great he is and how fucking much he loves us. That's what they say, being honest. And how many connections coach has and how, how offense is and those things. And the word gets out and kids start to want to come. And then you meet with their parents and then, boom, you got to lock them up. And that's where my gift to gab comes in. I'll sell fucking ice to an Eskimo. But uh, that's kind of how it happened, man. Um, and there's there's a lot of, there is an art to it. But, you know, I can't give away all my damn secrets, dog. Um. What else you got? Nico, what up? Elementary school and middle school, ninth and 10th grade should be traditional school. 11th grade should be life skills and financial literacy. And 12th should be some sort of hands-on training. Hey, I like it. I agree, man. I think there needs to have those things in, in needs to be put in into place. I just do. I like that model. Um, you know, ninth and 10th grade in high school, they, they you got to get these... 220 units or whatever in California, uh, whatever 20 units throughout the rest of the country or credits or whatever they call them. Can they fit that in in ninth and 10th grade and then start going to uh, life skills and fucking literacy training? I don't know. You know what I mean? You're going to have fight back from all these administrators on that. So, um, I don't know. I don't get that, but who knows? Um, see what happens. Tom Judson. What up? Um, Hugh Vols fan SEC crowds are huge Yeah no doubt I already know SEC Big 12 Big 10 Huge crowds That's going to be different That's why Football with no crowd for kids For 18 and 19 year olds Come on man Speaking as a parent Good I like to hear from parents What advice do you have When it comes to recruiters So when it comes to you Talking to the recruiter uh, Hawk Rocker Is that what you're asking how do you talk to a recruiter when they come to the home or what? I'm confused. I'm on your question a little bit. But while he answers that, you know, uh, man, I'm, I would be brutally honest with the recruiters, you know, see when it, I dealt with all the recruiters and plus I knew most of them as a coach, obviously. So when you come into my office looking for my players, Obviously, not, number one, we had the best players in the country. Number two, the coaches knew I wasn't going to bullshit, and they hated coming to talk to me because I'm going to fucking under, I'm going to ask why the fuck did you offer my kid without me finding out first. Number one, number two, why do I have to hear about it on Twitter before you tell me? Number three, why are you fucking selling these bullshit pipe dreams to my players? Because if you fuck my players, you'll never get another one. And in the flip side of it, I need you to do me a favor and take a lesser talented kid on a scholarship as well. So you can, if you want Johnny, you got to take Bobby. And that's just how it is because I rub your back, you rub my back. That's just how the business is. That's why I get so many kids out on scholarship. So it's, you have to have the best player where they want them though. And then they'll do you a favor and take someone that's not as talented, but it helps your program. It helps the persona. It helps the resume. It helps everything out building a program. So, but when parent, when coaches come in at, to the parent parents, you got to tell them straight up this, you got to ask them every real question there is and be straight transparent with them. And, uh, but I'll tell you, 
These recruiters are going to smile in your face and suck your dick in the, in the house. They're going to go back and tell the head coach, this parent is batshit crazy. He's going to be a helicopter parent. He's going to fuck with us. He's going to be a politician. Just understand that's being discussed. So I, I didn't deal with parents after the recruiting process. I'm just being honest. A lot of coaches don't. My good friend Sarkeesian at Alabama just got a big raise. Kudos to him. Um, he was the head coach of Washington and SC and was like, recruiting's over. And that's true. Recruiting is over. You start talking to the kids only. They are grown-ups now. Mommy, take the titty out their mouth. They're time to be grown up now. So that's just what it is. They don't want helicopter parents, though, just being honest with you. Um, top three questions you should ask a recruiter. Number one, first of all, see, these to me, I'm a coach, though, so I'm trying to be like uh, speak in layman's terms. I would already have done my research on the top three questions I would ask because, number one, for my kid to go there, I'd ask what, what my kid's major is, knowing that. Knowing what my kid's major is, I would want to know what is it offered at that school, number one, obviously, right? That should be number one. Is my kid's major offered there? Number two, how is that major re, re graduated? What is the graduation rate of my kid's specific major? That's huge. No parents ask that question. Oh, yeah, we graduate 72% of our student body. What percentage graduates for criminal justice? What percentage graduates from physical education? What percentage graduates from business? That's the percentage you want to know. Oh, well, fuck. Last year, criminal justice, we only had 16% graduate because the teacher's just a fucking asshole. Boom, red flag. So answer some questions that lie underneath the fucking obvious brochure questions that these recruiters are bringing to you. They're going to bring you this fucking brochure that looks like the best thing ever. Color printed out, cheerleaders on the front, the guy that just got drafted on the cover, and they won a bowl game, and their ring is on the cover of this brochure. Give a fuck about any of that. Nobody gives a fuck in 10 years. Does your kid have a diploma from that institution and was it worth your time there? Another question to ask them, which you should already have done the research and so has, should your kid, but how many kids of my son's position are you recruiting? Not how many you have because you should already know how many they have off their roster based on all those things. Go look, go do your research, right? Be the CEO of yourself and your kid. Make sure you teach your kid how to be the CEO of him or herself. So you don't have to ask half these questions. Because again, Hawk Rocker, no offense, but quit enabling your son. Go teach his ass right now how to learn these things without even ever having to ask a question. Because I bet you money if I ask your kid right now, what are the 16 core classes he needs to graduate and what does his GPA have to be based on his ACT or SAT score? He would not know because I've done speaking engagements with 28 schools and you're talking about thousands of kids and not one of them have answered that question right. Not one of them nationwide. So first of all, the kid needs to understand how to graduate from high school. Number two is how many kids at my position are you recruiting See, I'm the wrong guy to answer this question. 
Hawk Rocker, because I'm going to give you some fucking shit that nobody's going to give you, because I know the hustle. And I might just start doing YouTube videos on this shit. But I'm going to be honest with you. How many kids are you recruiting at running back? Hawk Rocker, what's your son play? What position does he play? So, for instance, so I don't stop the podcast and get some down time, deaf ears here. If my son played running back, all right, what what's position your son play? But if my kid was playing running back, I would ask the coach, how many fucking run? All right, he plays inside linebacker. How many inside linebackers are you recruiting, coach? He tells you a number, okay? All right, all right, coach. So I can hold you to that word, right? That's what you should tell him. I can hold you that you're only recruiting these guys. And then ask them, who are you recruiting? If you don't mind, I would like to write down their names so I can go do some research on it. So I can make a, 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 a educated assessment on if I really can go to your school because my son wants to play in uh, you know at least two to three years. He wants to be a two to three year starter. Let's be realistic, okay? Because you may be taking a school like Penn State, which is linebacker you, and they got two guys ready to go to the NFL, and you're going to sit a year. All right? Let's be honest. Not every single fucking kid can play as a freshman at the four-year level. Quit thinking they can, parents. They can't. They need to mature. Their bodies need to mature. They need to learn football. No offense. High school, there's great high school football coaches throughout the country. But there are shitty ones, too. So how do you know your kid has been taught the right things and he's going to have to learn an entire new verbiage, buzzwords, technique, fundamentals. He's going to have to learn how to lift weights properly. All the things that he's not being taught at the high school level. So don't expect him to come start as a freshman. Okay, number flip side of that. Okay, he tells you we're recruiting 10 inside linebackers. We're hoping to sign four. All right, that's just common. All right. We may only get two, though. Whatever it may be, right? Okay, you get the names. Boom, go search them up. That's on you. But your kid needs to go find out if that coach is lying and bullshitting because you can find out real quick and start eliminating process by elimination, right? Go start eliminating these bullshit coaches because they all lie. Some fucking way, facet, or form, they all lie. Now you go start telling your kid to tweet those players. Hey, dog, I heard you getting offered by whoop-de-whoop. Yeah, I got offered, but shit. Guess what those kids know? They also know who else got offered. And you find out there's been 20 fucking linebackers offered, and he just lied to you in your face in your home. Boom, scratch. Now, if you're being offered and highly touted, and your son is a big-time inside linebacker, and you want to make sure that your your kid's been offered by multiple schools, especially like Power 5 schools, and and your son is big-time, Dude, you got them by the nuts. They need your son, right? So you need to be as honest as possible, and then you got to go do your research and turn over rocks. Go turn over fucking rocks and make your son do the work because your son's going to be playing, not you. And your son's practice time or your son's practice habits and playing time is affected solely by his decisions, not yours, mom and dad. So stop being helicopter parents. Do the research and be the CEO of your son and your daughter and yourself 
So you don't have to bitch and moan about the coach fucking your son over and why your son ain't playing. No, you should have did the fucking research before you went there. You would have found out he was a lying motherfucker and you would have found out he over-recruited and you would have found out all this shady shit going on. Then you wouldn't have no fucking... But if you did your research and then your son ain't playing, then you know, hey man, you know what? I never had a coach. I never had a parent come to me and say I was fucking their kid. You know that? Ever. Not ever. Not ever did I have to say, coach, you screwing my kid over. Not one time because those kids knew up front how I was. I, those parents knew from me, from the gate, this is how it was going to be. Not everybody can come play for me. But you got coaches coming in there saying, oh, man, you're going to be the guy. This is the best. Nah, fuck no. I never promised a kid to start. I never promised a kid playing time. I never promised anything besides some fucking hard work, tough skin, and real-life fucking skills being taught. That's what, I taught to, that's what I told those parents and among other shit. But this is what I promise you. This is what I aspire to. And this is what I want this is what I used to tell parents, those three things. I want your kid to learn how to be a college student, how to sit in the front row, how to take off his fucking hat and headphones, how to ask questions to the instructor who is the person who fucking holds your fate in her or his hands by putting the grade into the Scantron. How about you learn how to play the game and fucking learn how to speak to that motherfucker? Because intellect is over-fucking-rated. This life ain't built on intellect. You don't go to heaven or hell because of how smart or fucking dumb you are. You go to heaven and hell because how you treat folks, how you fucking help folks, how you are with other folks. That's just my personal opinion, not to get into all kind of heaven and hell shit. Um, but... Do your research. Be the CEO, man. Because how can you, your kid not know how to graduate high school? But you're asking him for playing time at the college level. Man, shit. Just don't be honest. Uh, last question. How, uh, I know everyone wants to go D1, but a full ride to a D2 or D3, does that make a big difference? First of all, there's no such thing as a full ride at a D2 or a D3. So please understand that. So, obviously, I already know, Hawk Rocker, you've been lied to by every D2 coach in the country because they tell you there's a full ride. First of all, D2s don't have full rides. They have partial scholarships, and they use those partial scholarships that could be a possible full. They split them up so they can get two great players instead of just one. So that's how D2 model works. Most get 36 scholarships. Some get 28. They have to double those and cut them in half so they can get 56 players or... 72 players or what have you, if that makes sense. So there is no full scholarship. Division three is even worse. Just so you know, division three is a student loan waiting to happen. And it is the biggest fucking money you'll ever spend. D threes for the majority are private institutions. And for instance, in California, Redlands, Chapman, Laverne, Occidental. Fuck. You're talking big time money. All right. Even if you go to the D3s in Minnesota and Wisconsin and all those up there, that White Waters and all these powerhouses, big money, man. Unless you're an in-state kid, you're going to spend big money at a D3. So, and I always say, man, there's a place for every kid, and there should be. But 
if you go D2 or D3, D2, I played D2 because I had to because my clock was cooked after I went Division One. But D2 puts out NFL players, just so we're clear, because a lot of D2 players are clock issue kids that were Division One kids. So Division Two, I don't put at that level. Division Three, though, there's not a lot of talent walking around. I'm just going to be honest. So those are the kids that mommies and daddies can afford for a private education mostly. Most of those D3 kids are the fuckers that are operating on us when we fucking drink too much. So we need those kids to go D3, let me tell you. But they're probably not the motherfuckers scoring touchdowns and shit and breaking through fucking doing some Barry Sanders shit. So just being honest. Now, I've had kids that had no offers out of high school that went power five out of JUCO. So those things happen. I've had kids with no offers that went to the NFL. Just so we're clear, there's more three-star cats that are pro bowl in the NFL, pro bowlers, than there are five stars. And there's more two- and three-star cats in the NFL than there are five stars. Just so you know, Lamar Jackson was a fucking two- or three-star out of high school. So just don't get caught up with the star shit because stars get coaches fired every single year. And I had a horrible nucleus my last year, and we had a shitload of five-star kids. So why didn't we win every game? Did I forget to coach after one fucking, after 17 years? No. Sometimes you have bad nucleus. Sometimes cameras fucking are in your face. Sometimes it's too big. Lights are too bright. You can go on and on. But I'm just being honest. Um, if you coach long enough, you're going to have a bad one. Just going to be honest. Ask Coach Beam on the new Last Chance U. He won the whole fucking thing in 2018. What happened this year? Oh, was there cameras around maybe? Oh, shit. Anyway, um, so I don't know. Hey, man, we're an hour and 15 minutes in this thing. It's been fun just kicking it and talking real shit. I'm going to go get ready for this uh, 90-day fiancé shit. I'm going to smoke my stick, drink on some slapdick whiskey tonight. Everyone out there understands my slapdick whiskey is out. CoachJBStore.com. You can purchase the slapdick whiskey. It is selling like crazy. It's going. It's really, really great. Uh, I'm telling you, it's a great ass show, um, and it's very, very smooth whiskey. I'm being honest with you, man. Got bite to it too, for the grown man, and it's got a sweetness for all you ladies. And I'm just telling you, it is a great, great whiskey. Um, Alex Irwin, I don't want to fuck you over, man. I'm trying to. What's your question? How do I think this works with the NIA? They are all. For it right now, and it wouldn't make sense. They don't make nearly as much as the NCAA, just a different stance. So, what are you asking? NAI is trying to play football, or what? Is that what you're asking, Alex? You guys are supposed to play, or you're not supposed to play? I'm confused on what you're asking. Because, like I said, NAIA is not part of the NCAA, number one. So, they have no affiliation. Number two, NAIA has no rules, and they're mostly privately funded, and they're they're funded separately with financial aid and grant monies and different things like that. Um, so in NAIA, man, it's because most of the players there are older and be honest. I know, I don't know how old you are, but most NAIA players, not a lot of high school kids go straight to NAIA. Okay. Um, even though there are some, not mostly don't, they either test the waters in JUCO D2 or they go D1. Um, and mostly go D3 before NAIA, to be honest. Because NAIA, there's no rules. There's no semesters. There's no. There's not a lot of different. There's a lot of different rules there. You're 21, Alex. All right. So 
I, I would say that's probably the norm there in AI, huh? 21 to 25. I don't know, maybe older. We played a team that had 28 year olds on it. So, um, how many guys on your team are 24 and over? Any, a lot or, or not a lot? Maybe the game's changed. I don't know. But NAI used to be, um, yeah, see, Brent Cox said, in, in Kansas NAI schools cancel football and a ton will close. They depend on football. See, Brent, Brent's bringing up some good points because I've already talked about all this. Division three football and private institutions, they need those football players in the fucking room, in the dorm rooms. They keep the lights on. Their financial aid monies alone keep the lights on. So I bring in 150 players, 200 players to Independence every summer. Do you know how much money that is to the college financial aid-wise? Federal government money? $1.2 million. Why do you think the kids are at Independence right now during the pandemic? They had to bring them on campus right now. And there's not even a fucking season. So we can get into all kind of shit if you want to talk about how much of a meat market that is. But independence would probably close the doors and shut down if football didn't show up this summer. I'm being honest. That's the same with the Kansas NAIAs, the fucking Gracelands and the fucking all those schools. Those, there's a ton of NAIAs in Kansas. Bethel, Bethany, there's so many Kansas NAI schools that there's no possible way they can go without football. They'll have to drop. They'll 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 fucking shut down. And that's a that's that's just that's probably the true for a lot of D3s as well. And my boy Alex said there's over 20 24-year-olds. <laughs> that's NAI, man. That's what it is cuz the rules change. There's no rules. So, I don't know. But um I'm curious to see how this thing unfolds, but money talks, man. And unfortunately, we're in a bad situation. 54 million unemployed throughout the world uh, country. 54 million people are unemployed, man, in a matter of four or five months. Think about how the world's flipped. So think about it, man. I don't know. Roy Bander, what do I think about the MIAA? You're talking about the Division II conference in Kansas and Missouri? In Nebraska, um, it's the best Division II conference in America. That that and the Lone Star. The Lone Star canceled the other day. That's the Texas League that's a powerhouse. They canceled football. I believe the MIAA will cancel as well. Um, like I said, man, it's going to cost them money. They don't bring in 100,000 fans. Unless you're bringing in 50,000 fans or more, you're not making no money. You're not selling hot dogs and beer. You're not selling jerseys and apparel and nobody's buying a Northwest Missouri fucking Jersey at a game against Missouri Western. Right? So Pitt state's not selling jerseys against fucking Fort Hayes state. I'm just saying, it's just what it is. They're losing money. So I don't see how they're going to have a season. Um, not this fall. I mean, and like I said, if there's no fall season, I don't think you can have a spring season, and therefore I think you need to play fall of 21 and just hit the reset button and start this fucking world over. Hopefully we have a, whether it's a vaccine, uh, a vaccine or, or what have you, um, but maybe it's fucker dissipates. Who knows? Maybe it's just a fluke bug. Who knows what the fuck it is? Maybe the fucker that invented it, We'll kill it. I, who knows, man? I'm just throwing shit out there. All I know is 
Um, I think we need to hit the reset button and do this all over in 21, man. Just being honest. So I don't know, but who knows? But can the country, can the government provide every motherfucker with unemployment, 54 million motherfuckers unemployment. I mean, goddamn, I don't know how we're going to keep sustaining here. So I don't know. So football is important as it is for us to sit at home and watch. It's also probably a very minute problem that the government has to deal with right now, especially as how fucked up as it is. So I don't know. But, uh, man, I appreciate you on YouTube. Make sure you follow me back on around 8, 30, 9 o'clock. I'll be back on for 90 Day Fiance, JB's Pillow Talk. And then uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Just sitting around with some old school banter, talking bullshit. And uh, I'll be back to my normal scheduled program on Wednesday and Friday uh, this week. And we'll get into some real talk. Hey, man, for the real coach, JB, you guys stay safe out there. Peace. Hope this ain't my last chance. It's the last chance for me. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Will I make it? Will I take it to the top? We gon' see. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. It's the last chance for you. Last chance for me. Best fight of God, man. I'm just telling you. I don't want to fucking hear your mouth. I'm tired of hearing guys talk bad.